It's Ewok Village. I must see my friends. Let's set. I'll get them. Dear me, what a close call. It's C-3PO, Lou Lowbray, and Ewok Village playset. Action figures, each sold separately. You have to put it together. I'm Lowbray, the Ewok medicine man. Take me to your leader. Your throne, O oh Golden King, will celebrate with special stew, a barbecue. No celebration for me until my friends are free. Very well, Your Majesty. Ewok Village playset from Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. Action figures sold separately. New from Kenner. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future. My name's Jason. Joining us from IGrewUpStarWars.com, the OT curmudgeon Tom. Hello, Tom. Good day, everyone. Good day. From Bendems to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern, he collects them all. Mr. BYZ on YouTube. Hey, Ryan. Hey, good to be here again. Hey. From from Forlom to Zuckus.com and Toy Run Podcast, Jake. What's going down? You have better luck finding Bigfoot out here in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> than actually getting Jake to join a podcast nowadays. <laughs> oh! He was on our last one. It has been I, the lost one. No, yeah, he wasn't. See? <laughs> I, I was on the last episode. Come on now. No, yeah, Chris, it was Chris. It wasn't well, they were both you. on it. You, no, he wasn't. It was a, well, it was a lost one. One that I found. It was a lost one. It was the Force Friday one. It was the Force Friday one. Yeah, the one from two years ago. Oh, that's right. I remember that one. Sure. All right. Like, encompass your whole life, whether it's ukulele lessons, Little League, everything under the sun. That is where uh, I'm currently sitting in in life right now. It's I am a dad slash chauffeur. Nice. Okay. (laughs) From this week in Star Wars podcast... Matt, those ukulele lessons, they'll kill you, man. <laughs> oh, tell you. Well, here's the thing. You got to find out something creative to do. And where she was taking them, they had a free drum circle upstairs. So I've actually become really good at rhythm drums. Do you have to take your pants off for that? <laughs> Only at the advanced classes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you up to that point yet? Never mind. I'll Also joining us from Star Wars Action News, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. And I guess you got two Jay Stevenses on the call now. What are the odds? <laughs> Although, Jake, you don't spell your last name right. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Jerry <laughs> Steffens. Yeah, what was that? There you go. <laughs> but wait, there's more. From Star Wars Collecting Cosmos? Is that still a thing? Silence. Maybe one day. Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi. Good to have you on the show. It's been a long time since you were on Galaxy of Toys proper. Yeah, it seems like last time I was on, we were talking about Return of yeah. the Jedi, so uh, it's come mm-hmm. full circle. It has. I think we, you were on the 30th anniversary sure. show from Return of the Jedi, which now it's like Good the times. 35th anniversary, practically. Right? And oh. right? Oh. Isn't it about thirty fifth? And yeah. In yeah. that year. But instead of celebrating that, we're gonna go start solo. playing the party. Um speaking of solo, the second trailer or the official trailer I don't know, the first one was a teaser. What's the difference between a teaser and a trailer? I don't even know. 
the the new trailer dropped today. We're recording this on Sunday, April eighth. Uh, um, Tom, did you watch the solo trailer? I did. Just just a few quick. Minutes what's ago. your any? What's your first impression? I wish they would have given the oh role my gosh, to the I other agree. kid. I actually <laughs> agree with you, Tom. He would have been great. Um, it makes me very nervous when you hear stories about having to get an acting coach for this. So God we don't help know. us we all. We don't know that. You can just edit that. <laughs> uh, okay. Jake, I'll jump to you. What's your first thought on this trailer? Very crabby. Very What's crabby. What's your thought on the trailer? I think it's got a vibe that we haven't really seen before. Um, the, the overall, you know, they obviously have the guitar in there. that's going for like a, some type of Western um, theme, which we've heard them hint at before. It's a heist film. It's a Western. It's classic. It's got a train scene. Um, that's all fun. I like that it's different from Rogue One. I was worried that, you know, the standalones were going to follow kind of the same type of um, feel. And uh, this is different for me. Um, I'm fine with this kid. And from everything I've read, Han is not supposed to be the cocky Han you know. And be, and that's what helps me, you know, like, okay, this is before he's become cynical. Maybe he's more optimistic. Maybe he's, you know, at a different place in his life, which they've said before in some official rare release that they put out there. So um, I'm excited. I want to uh, I want to know even more. Like they talk about, you know, they're, they're going to heist from some gangster or someone. I want to know who that is. So there's a lot of questions that I have. But my number one question is... The other Wookiee in the film, is it Mala? Is it Lumpy? Is it Itchy? Is it some random buddy of Chewie's? That's what Tar- I want to know. Uh, what was the other Wookiee? What was the Wookiee general in Revenge of the Sith? Tarful. Tar- 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 yeah, maybe it's Tarful. Yeah. He was a lot bigger. Yeah, he was a big guy. It's Mala. Come on, guys. It's Mala. It, it totally looks like Mala. I hope. I mean, it's it's. Point one second long, so it's hard. Jake, to... any any idea when uh, how how early or how when does Solo take place? How many years before like two. Age? two years? Anybody know? Two years? And no, the week before. And, this is gonna run. And, oh, this is gonna run right into it, just like Rogue One. No, just like Rogue One ran right into New Hope. This will too. No, it's ten years enough. older. That's why Chewbacca is hundred and ninety. Oh, good point. So That's ten right. years. What is he, it? What is it now? Okay, ten years. Han's All right, supposed good. to be Han's supposed to be around nineteen, twenty years old. And they even say it, I think, in All the right. trailer, it's something okay. about nineteen. So, you know, he's thirty in A New Hope. So this puts him at nineteen you know, or twenty. When I first there saw the trailer to Episode One, I immediately thought Ewan McGregor was absolutely perfect for Obi Wan. When I see Alden and Enrique, is that how his name's pronounced? I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think. Oh, he's perfect for Han Solo. Like I just don't have that. I don't. Ha- okay. I don't have the same feeling I did when I saw you and McGregor as Obi Wan. It's true, but you also have to go back. At, and this is we've talked about this before. I think we have to go back to the prequels, you know. And I know that's a cuss word for some people, but you know, you might not have enjoyed Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, but you had a lot of fun with those films. Still, I don't think that. Hayden ruined those films for people who like the prequels, you know? He probably wasn't their yeah, strong Yeah, I don't think point, he ruined it either. still I have a lot right. of fun. I don't think he ruined those films either. All right. Um, Ryan, what do you think of the trailer? Ryan is... He's out watching us. Sorry, 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 sorry. There he is. <laughs> Ryan, what... I, I had it muted and it wouldn't what did bring you it think? up on me. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't watched wah, it yet. Wah. Jerry, did you watch yeah. the trailer? I sure did, like... Like an hour ago, so um, you know, hey, ultimately, I'm 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 excited for this movie. I, I like the I like the tone of it. I think it's going to be kind of a um, a little a little bit of fun to a Star Wars movie that I 
personally didn't get too much of uh, out of Last Jedi. And, you know, this this actor playing Han, I mean, Alden whatsoever. I look, I don't blame him. This has got to be the most thankless role to fall into, because there's no way anyone would be able to do a young Han Solo pleasing to anybody. So, I mean, it is I mean, I almost feel feel sorry for the guy, but I think it's going to be fine. Now, Tom, you said they should have gotten the other kid. Was there was there someone else considered for this role that got pushed? I don't aside? know if he was considered, but what you, what was it? What's that guy's name? What's that the kid's YouTube name? guy? He was he does a great Han Solo. The YouTube guy. Um, that's all I know. Uh, him as. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in Gruber, in Gruber, yeah. Anthony, yeah. Anthony in Gruber, Hans Gruber. He was the guy who played like young Harrison Ford in Age of Andalon. Yeah, Adeline, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. I mean, come hmm. on, guys, that guy was great. Oh, whatever. You okay, know, it's done. Let's whatever. make a Han Solo movie. Hey, there just happens to be an exact clone of Harrison Ford, miraculously. Oh, uh, let's not use him. No, let's not <laughs> go with that guy. Let's go with the other <laughs> yeah. guy. Uh, all right. Amy, <laughs> did you like the trailer? Misstep after misstep. I liked the trailer. I'm looking forward to the, the young Lando. I think he has the mannerisms down and the humor is going to be great. I'm looking forward to that, at least. Okay. Matt, did I... I, it's ju- it's Matt. Oh, sorry. What's your? Uh... Yeah, I'm. I I remain maybe the only person who's really looking forward to okay. this movie. So oh, everything I've seen, you know, I'm fine with. I the the guy does not remind me of Harrison Ford, but you know, you don't just want somebody out there to like imitate I Harrison do. Ford. You know, you <laughs> I do. The Kenny, you know, I I'm all right with that. I don't think so. I never felt Ewan McGregor was Alec Guinness. I mean, I, I, I just like Alec Guinness has mannerisms that I just don't feel like Ewan was trying to even replicate because he was young and youthful and, you know, and Obi-Wan was wise and calm. And I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Obi-Wan fan, as Amy is, too. And so, you know, I really studied that. And I know that he practiced the dialogue a little bit, but... I, I just never I never look at Ewan's performance and go, yeah, he's doing a young Ewan McGregor. I just feel like he's Obi-Wan Kenobi, kind of like uh, the Matt Lanter is now Anakin Skywalker for me. When I hear Matt Lanter's voice and his characterization of Anakin is more Anakin to me than even Hayden Christensen, because, you know, it's not the same, but it just I, I feel like these can take their own to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that that great need for that perfect continuity because of the time jumps look a jump franchise river phoenix has nothing in common with harrison ford but we were all fine with him being young indiana jones for that one little bit of that movie so as long as we weren't single the movie to begin no you're exactly (laughs) right (laughs) so does this kid get to play uh indiana jones then too well, if, oh God, no. if Solo oh God, is a no. God, raging no, success. No, no, All right, no. let's get off of this. <laughs> hey. Well, you know what? I would be so much more excited for this film. Mm. I mean, I'm excited, but I'd be even more if I can get my hands on some toys. When are those toys going to drop? They're out there. <laughs> one, thing I'm concerned, one thing I'm concerned with is, in this movie is the fact that the uh, Millennium Falcon's interior is completely clean and white and that's because lando looking. actually cared does chewy just does chewy just rub his butt over <laughs> I think everything? lando just 
in the Lando next was years. a neat freak, right? Lando was a neat freak, and Han Solo wasn't. Yeah, look at Cloud City. Cloud City is spotless. You're spot yeah. on there, Jason. Well, what's what's Han then? A hoarder or what? He's a smuggler, man. He's putting drugs up in there. He's he's letting you know, Rathars run around loose and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. I don't know. He's got a harem of women that travel in and out of that thing, probably. It was jarringly cool to see a clean falcon. That's all I can say. That's all I'm going to say that's nice about the movie. Yeah. Next on the agenda. Clean, clean, clean falcon. Next on the agenda. The sale barge funded since we talked last. Uh, Tom, the last Am minute, the didn't you almost order one? one? Weren't you like, ah, I don't know. You know what? I thought about it. But the thing is, I don't mm. have the room and I don't have the toys or the figures mm. to fill it with. And I can tell you one thing. Um, it's going to be one heck of a road to fill a Java sail barge when you have <laughs> nothing to fill it with right now. That's going to be uh, thousands of dollars worth of Gamorrean bar- guards because I'm sure those have gone up exponentially since the uh, barge was greenlit. Yeah. I'm sure of it. No, but I didn't get one. But I did. I, I thought about it for about Ryan, you were pretty optimistic it was going to fund, and it did. So I'm thinking you're pretty happy about this oh very happy i'm excited for it i've got a, a place set aside in my displays for it have had one for years i've been planning on building one so uh it's going to fit right in with the collection and um be fully stocked with uh, and i just wanted to point out when this thing was first announced uh what was it the end of feb or february the first yeah within Before the first there. the first weekend it, it, ryan february, wasn't it you predicted, I don't know if you remember this, but on our chat, I clearly remember, you said you you said you said thought it would fund by March 30th. That's what you said. And that's exactly oh, wow. when it funded. Huh. Hey, okay. go. All right. <laughs> Jake, you're excited? That's awesome. Oh, of course. I think uh, between you, me, Chris, and Ryan, we were like, we all had our barges bought in the first like 10 minutes of this. Yeah, you guys had all confirmation so. numbers that were about like right next to each other. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're they're real tiny confirmation numbers, I think. Um, and so, of course, yeah, of course, um, you know, I fully supported this. I know it brought with it some controversy of whether, you know, people should be funding this. But um, I think it's awesome and uh, I'm excited and uh, got a long way to a uh, long way to go, though, until we get this our is- hands on it. So I'm going to kind of put it out of mind for now and uh you know go on with some solo toys before i get too excited yeah. about it i have all the figures since then so um i think tom you'd mentioned the price increase of uh you know uh java cell barge related characters it's getting stupid already i, I knew mean, it people, i knew it I people knew are it. paying for the that sarlacc pit which isn't even that great um, they're paying all sorts of vintage and modern. People are already putting the money down to wow. populate, you know, what, 8,000 barges that were backed. So Yeah, no one saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did it go as yes, sca- you you weren't you actually you kind of thought it would be you thought it would be funded. Yeah, I said it was either going to fall sh- short or shoot mm-hmm. way way past. So, you know, in that regard I was yeah. right. You know, I had a 50-50 yeah. shot. But uh yeah, no, great. I, like I've said, you know, the barge was never high on my list, but, you know, I wanted this to succeed so that they would make other stuff going forward. So now I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the whole yeah. project. Amy, did you order? You ordered one, right? Yeah, I did. Towards mm-hmm. more towards the end. 
but I was like, I think in the 3000, somewhere in there. So are you excited? I am. I, I mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know where okay. I'm going to put it. I think a lot of people so, are saying that. Yeah. I'm just excited yeah. they made it and happy to have it since it's definitely a Return of the Jedi playset that I think will be amazing Agreed. to have. We've been talking about the barge since this podcast started. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of weird to see that the. This I remember is the old happening. days. People would say, "Would you pay three hundred dollars for a sail barge?" And that was like the kind of the number that would three hundred, three fifty that was being floated around. Not by Hasbro, just by fans. Well, we live in a different mm-hmm. era now. I mean, 300 would have been realistic, you know, I'd say even five years ago. But, you know, life in, you know, around the world in factories and oil and everything else has altered the market. Also, I think we're also seeing a decline. You know, granted, we just backed 8,000 barges at $500 a piece, 550 if you live here in Washington State with tax. Um, the I do think that figure collecting is declining, you know, over the digital age. So um, that's also, you know, going to come into play with, you know, how much what what we get in the future and how much they're going to be selling it for. Uh, Jerry, we haven't we haven't heard from you. Have you uh, did you order a barge? You know, I did not. Um, Part of it is, like some of you said, is this the spacing for it? I. My uh, my collecting habits and my co- you know, the way I have my collection is, is so different now than what it was two or three years ago that I, I just I don't have any place I could possibly really store that. Five years ago, I would have bought this like day one and I was in the boat of, look, you know, if it's hours before the deadline and they're at forty nine hundred, then I would chip in and do my part and figure it out. But. You know, when it was going 8,800 or whatever, I was like, all right, you know, like, hey, it's going. Life's good for all the collectors who really, really want this and know what to do with it. Um, something else comes around, like a modular Death Star and some, you know, rooms and parts you can put together or do something with on a Death Star. Maybe I might be more in. Um, but, yeah, hey, this is I think this is a great thing for collecting. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see this go yeah. forward. I think waiting for this. But really, go ahead. W- Jason, what really throws me off, I gotta yeah. say one thing. Um, if if people were on the fence, they could have just put the money forward weeks ago. If it wouldn't have, if it wasn't gonna happen, they wouldn't have lost anything. So why is every why what the weird thing is everybody jumped on the bandwagon when when there was definitively it was definitively yeah, I think gonna that's happen. That's just how Kickstarter products why projects always go. It's, Ryan, we talked about that's that's kind of like weird. that's like a Kickstarter you know? thing. People like to go with the sure thing know that they're getting it they like to just drag 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 it until it's a sure thing it's i don't know i'm excited toward the end so a lot of people jump in at the end and it's yeah well i mean everybody procrastinates so you suck 1500 more 2000 more after was it wasn't it well i think it's the fear i think it's the fear of missing out on something Mm -hmm. because when you know it's gonna go you know you're going to miss out on if you if you don't. But if you're if you're pessimistic, like ah, there's no way they're going to get five thousand. Who cares? I'm not even going to bother with it. There's something in that mindset. I, I think of the the fear of missing out. I guess. Amy, oh, you no. waited. You waited oh, right no. till the end. Why did you wait till the end? We want to know. Um, mainly <laughs> the size the size of the box that tipped me off when they showed the picture of the the dimensions uh, of the box, and then also the painted 
version, I was like, okay, I, I know enough to know that I can definitely put in my storage unit and the finished product looked really good. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger. Plus the yak face. Didn't yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that yak cool face too. really, it's that yak face <laughs> kind of energized the whole thing. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it got a lot of media. It got a lot of heavy advertisement toward the end, you know, um, entertainment weekly featured it pretty heavily. Plus made some nice reveals. Um, Mark Hamill even had paid advertisements for it on his Instagram as well. And so, you know, at the end there, there was a lot of, uh, you know, it, it expanded to a larger audience, which I think normally, you know, what had been happening is it was bouncing around us collecting circles. And then finally, Entertainment Weekly put it out to a different crowd and Hamill put it out to a different crowd yeah. and, you know, X, Y and Z. And I think so. I was I, reading some studies. Do you think study, anybody? Sorry, I was just reading some oh, studies ahead, just on Kickstarter, you know, crowdfunding Kickstarter in general. And it looks like. The first three days and the last three days are the big days, for for whatever reason. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I wrote an article about that from Forlom Zuckus, and as you guys know, that I tracked it every single day. And it was, um, yeah, toward the middle of this campaign, about four weeks in, we were backing this thing only about 0.8% a day. But the beginning and the end were ginormous percentages. Um, per day, I had serious so. doubts in the middle. I figured I did too. Never did. I, th- I thought never gonna go. Yeah, by yeah. week three, I thought it was done. And there were people all over the place who were saying, "Oh, this isn't going to happen. It's not." It's like you, you, if you got to watch enough of these things and know it's it was on track. Even Hasbro said it was tracking about where they expected it to be. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, you were going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what you know who picks up you know Entertainment Weekly or you know the EW website and then like. Oh, I'm going to plop $500 down for this toy. I mean, it's I think they if if you were going to buy this thing, you knew about it immediately. And whether you waited till the end or not, I don't understand the psychology of that. But, you know, I I, I think this means there's about 8,000 hardcore Star Wars collectors out there. I think we finally now have a number. <laughs> oh, I'd say less. I'd say less yeah, less cuz some of us bought I talked to a couple people that bought two or three last night at the Sarlacc party. I bought two. You bought two? Really? Yes. Yes. After oh. they put the action figure in it, I ordered a second one. Our friend Aaron insane. bought three. But yeah, our buddy Jason. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Tom, I'm sure if Jason you still want okay, one, someone surprised. will be willing to part with one for you for like $800. When yeah. I die, I want, I, when I die, I want to be, uh, I want to be buried in, uh, in uh, Jake's barge. <laughs> I think your head will fit alone. So, <laughs> Tom, I was going to compact your ass into a Bentham's card. You bastard. I'm curious, when these things actually arrive, what, February of 2019? I want to know, like, in March, how many of these things hit eBay and what they're going to go for. They've already hit eBay. Because they're a done deal. Oh, have they? I haven't checked. I mean, 8,800. So many of those are just, like, setting up for a flip. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really scalping. It's not really scalping, because if you ordered it by April 4th, anyone could have had it. Yeah. yeah. As soon as it funded, <laughs> there automatically went uh, a bunch on eBay, and it was about six eighty to buy it now. And then you had to cover shipping. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, the shipping. folks, the folks that sat on their hands on this and have to buy it next year for a thousand dollars, you get, you reap what you sow, you fool. Or the people that yeah. bought. You know, there, there's people up there who have no clue. Or still. the people that bought five of them um, that can't sell them. 
because everybody already ordered one that wanted one. We'll reap what they sow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could be. Could Sorry, be. Ryan. Something well, tells something tells okay. me these are going to go for crazy stupid money for the people that missed out or dragged their. Ryan, go ahead. Um. You know, I, I look at enough enough stuff on Facebook that there are people who have no clue about some things. Like they they talk about all their Star Wars collections, and then there's a figure from two years ago. Like this came out, I didn't know this came out, or something that's been out for five months, and I didn't know this figure existed. There are people out there who probably have no idea this happened, um, and it's going to come out, and people see pictures like, when did they sell that? Where did that come from? And those would be some of the people I'm sure picking these up on eBay and all that. Any, any goofball on Facebook is going to know that this happened. You say that, but you, honestly, yeah. I've seen so much stuff. People do not pay attention. Um, it's, it's I, I don't know how. I had no interest in getting one, but I saw it. Well, I mean, I know you guys. So you're you guys, Jake and Chris, you guys were hammering that all day, every day, <laughs> which is fine because, you know, but the thing is, if you're if you're a part of these collecting groups, especially the modern groups. Man, how, how could you have were, – were you living under a rock? I the, day, the day it funded, I posted an update. Not it funded, the day it closed. I posted uh, you know, the final tally, and I threw it up on Instagram. I'm not kidding you. I got about five comments within five minutes going, oh, man, is it still too late? Oh, man, I'm going to pick one up at uh, so-and-so retailer next year. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, unbelievable. there was so – much <laughs> misinformation and i was just like wow okay yeah i love the, i'll wait for it to be on clearance for 100 all you you know yep. <laughs> i don't I, get it the, the other thing i'm interested in seeing the secondary market on is people who may separate out the yak face oh yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, there's that's well yeah. th- think about that the, you're gonna you're gonna sell the yak face and then you're gonna sell the ship, and then you're probably going to sell the Java and the Hammerhead. <laughs> and the Hammerhead. You're going to make like Tom's. Tom's in for one Hammerhead. Who's ever splitting this thing <laughs> up? I want. I want a little. I want a Corpsey Hammerhead. I want one. Corpsey. Oh, that needs to be his name. I Corpsey. think somebody already Corpsey. named one of the Ewoks. Well, Corpsey. Ewok. The Ewok is Corpsey. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right, man. All right, we need another one. All right, let's go around. Let's go around really quick. And see if anybody's picked up anything just recently, not since we talked last, because some of, some of you we haven't talked to in years. Uh, Tom, pick up anything recently? <laughs> Nada. Other than the fact that, well, we talked about the Indiana Jones, yeah. but okay. that's it. Yep, that's it. Ryan, that's it. pick up anything recently? Uh, I went out hitting clearance sales yesterday and picked up a few Hot Wheels I didn't get yet uh, at Toys R Us. At only 10% off at that store uh, that I went to. Um and just kind of some extra stuff. I found a, a Darth Vader and Probe Droid for seven bucks in a Walmart. And then I finally found my first solo merch with uh, the Han Solo and Landa Cal- Calrissian uh, Black Series figures last night at Target. Nice. Jake. Uh, let's see. Toy Run this weekend uh, had me picking up at Target the electronic um, 12-inch figures and the Interact Tech uh, Kylo Ren. Um, they're all blowing them out at my local Target here for half off. So I got the Praetorian, the Death Trooper, and the Kylo Ren for half off. Matt, pick up anything recently? I found the Han Solo Black Series wave that everybody is finding at Target um, and a trunk load full of stuff from Denny's. 
menus, yes, cups, <laughs> trading cards, all sorts of stuff. So, all right, Amy, what about you? Have you uh, picked up anything recently? Yeah, I went to the Denny's yesterday too with uh, before the Sarlacc meeting and picked up a full set of the cups. And then at the meeting, uh, Mike, who was hosting, got rid of a lot of his old Han Solo stuff. So I picked up a Dippin' Dots set for $2, vintage Kenner, $2. Uh, and a Han Solo cup set from, you know, like the Target exclusives they had back in, what, 2007? I got one of those for 2 bucks too. So good deals. Yeah, he was selling a lot of stuff really cheap. I actually got the uh, the original trilogy collection vintage um, Han Solo from 2004, mint on card, for really cheap. Yeah, yeah. so that was cool. That's, that was cool. Jerry, what about you? You know, in the last couple of weeks, I picked up, um, maybe like some of y'all, uh, picked up about four copies of Last Jedi on, uh, you know, Steelbook This, a Target... Uh, exclusive that and a 4k and a whatever whatever uh but i also picked up the uh you know i got off amazon but i also picked up the the lp for the uh you know, the vinyl for the last jedi soundtrack oh nice and so the um the soundtracks for the movies are you know any of the the recent releases or reproductions they've done or are, are things i've been i've been keeping up with and i i don't know what exactly when the last jedi one hit i don't know if it came out recently i know rogue one came out the, the vinyl came out months after the uh, the CD did. So, uh, but I just noticed it this week and got it in the mail Saturday-ish. So tonight uh, is another vintage show, even though we haven't been talking about vintage stuff mostly. We are hey, entering the hey. first phase, our first year of Return of the Jedi vehicles and play sets. And I think this is going to be the first vintage show that I can look at the list we're going to discuss and say I had none of this stuff. It's the first. Wow. We're finally there. We're finally there to our makes for riveting discussion. <laughs> I had most of this, man. Come on. Uh, GI Joe had run off with my heart by then. I think. I don't know. Hey, I mean, you take a uh, AST five or whatever, and you put it next to like uh, a Fang helicopter. <laughs> uh, there's no comp. There's just no competition. Right. All right. So, but let's. <laughs> Let's do it anyways. I have some of this stuff now. I've picked a, few, a lot of this stuff up over the last few years. But we're going to start with the battle-damaged Imperial TIE Fighter, which I was actually surprised. I thought this came out when the uh, battle-damaged X-Wing came out for Empire. But from what I've been looking through, I can't find any evidence that this came out on Empire, uh, in an Empire box. Um, we didn't, haven't discussed this yet. So, um, Tom, I'm just going to run run by you quick. Did you Do you have this? Did you ever have this? Did you ever want this? I wasn't big on the... Uh... The play sets, uh, even during Empire. Well, Empire went real heavy with play sets, but Return of the Jedi, I barely had. And so the TIE Fighter, I never had a TIE Fighter growing up. So this one was out out of reach, but also out of <laughs> mind. Sadly. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Did you get this? I did not. I never had any of the TIE Fighters for some reason Whoa. as a kid. Uh, not the original, not the Interceptor, not Vader's. Um, and I still don't have the Battle Damage one. It's just not one I've gotten around to picking yeah, up. Yeah, me either. Um, Jake, I'll go to you. No, this is too funny because I didn't have any TIE Fighters growing up yet. And oh, you know this what? is the worst <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> Let's talk about stuff we don't have. All right. Yeah, no. 
The TIE Fighters are still, I think, just subliminally, I think I don't like them because I looked at my box collection of vehicles that I just have never got around to, and it's predominantly TIE vehicles. So, I don't know. There's just something. I did have the um, the micro collection TIE Fighter, which was kind of the, you know, the counterpart to this one uh, in regards to that had battle damage as well. So, I can claim to have that one, but not the three and three. Matt, quarter. did you have this? Do you have Do you have it now? I've never had it, but I hear it's very nice. <laughs> uh, wow. Amy, Amy, I'm going to jump over to you. Do you have this Tie Fighter? I currently don't. I didn't as a kid because at that time I was into strawberry shortcake. Uh, but yeah. my brother for the love for the love of God, did anybody <laughs> did you know any did you know anybody who had this? No, my brother didn't even oh have it. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> I was gonna go I was gonna have to go with your brother, but not even him. Oh. Uh, don't don't worry, Tom. I'm I'm coming up. Jerry Okay, Jerry, save, okay, Jerry. I'll, save the I'll show. Does anybody ha- I mean, does anybody have this? Jerry. Uh yeah, hey, look, I was um 1983, I was all in on Star Wars. It was, you know, I was eight. It's probably the 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 complete uh, introduction of a new Star Wars movie line that I remember best, um, just because of age and whatnot. So, uh, yes, everything on this list at one point in time I've owned. Uh, so um, now I have sold off a lot of my um, uh, my collection over the years. So real quick on the battle damage I, ha- I had as a kid, God for Christmas. Put those battle damage stickers on it and thought, oh crap, what I do? Because they, they're not freaking coming off. Can't go back. Can't <laughs> you go guys, back. T- you guys talked about it with the X-wing, I think a couple couple shows ago. And you know, for me, I, did you guys, if if you even just noticed it or remembered when it came out, or maybe the first time you saw it, did it did it seem a little odd to you that it was yes, blue? Yes, it did seem odd. In you know, like when the '95 Tie Fighter came out and it was more gray, I was like, "Oh, okay, they got it right." Because I always interpreted the Tie Fighters in the movies as being gray, and the original one was white. And I was like, "Well, that's not quite right." But this blue one's weird. I don't get that at all. And then, and then you know, the um, Tie Interceptor when it came out for Jedi later. I know it's not on our show today, but when the Tie Interceptor came out and it was that gray, I was like, "Oh, that is perfect." Yeah. I- I think I remember being happy. I had the original white Tie Fighter, and and I was happy with that one. And this never even I never even really considered asking for this one from my parents. Yeah, it was like, the same for me. I mean, I was I was still collecting the line at this point. I just thought, well, I already have a Tie Fighter. Why do I want this one? So <laughs> later in the adult collecting years, I did pick up one of these still mint in box or you know sealed in box, never never opened. Um, Got it, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago when those prices weren't crazy to get a vintage mint and sealed box item. And just because the blue TIE Fighter is actually the one I played with the most, it wasn't in great shape, so I wanted to get one in box. So, But I have since um, sold that off. Okay. Next, we've got something pretty big, and we've t- kind of talked about this place on another show. It's like, but... Uh... The Ewok Village Action Playset. This thing was huge. The box was huge. There was no way my parents were buying this for me, I'm pretty sure. So I never had it, but maybe Tom did. Negative. <laughs> did you? Did any of your friends have it? I don't think I even saw that. No, none of my friends had this either. 
<laughs> you know what would have really helped if they would have actually put the foliage that they used the set on in the uh, the the uh, the Robin Hood yeah. movie. If they would have adopted those early and had that stuff on this version, that would I think that would have increased sales. Yeah, that Robin Hood version is pretty cool. I would love to. That pick might one have helped up. me. I don't know. I think I we've talked about the. Yeah. We I think we have talked about the Robin Hood version before. Yeah, that we one have. is yeah, superior for sure. It is. So this one's kind of a deforestation version of that one. Yeah. But uh, okay. It's this is right. Death Star Fallout, right? <laughs> the nuclear blast which occurred. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is uh, exactly. Oh. Ryan, any sweet childhood memories yes, of the I Ewok Village? This. Oh, thank gosh, Ryan, <laughs> tell it. Tell us all about it, buddy. This is one of my favorite toys from my childhood. Um, I got this for Christmas in 1983. Um, I'd asked for it from Santa Claus, and uh, it was the item sitting out in front of my tree. Now, this also contributed to my not believing in Santa Claus because later on I found the box to it in our garage with uh, my last name, Bizey, on it because my parents had purchased it uh, through Layaway uh, on the base. But uh, I so wanted this place that when I first heard about it, I loved Ewoks. Um, and when I got it for Christmas, in fact, I'll have to find out. I know I have a picture of me sitting in front of the Christmas tree with this. Uh, Tom, you probably have it on iGrip Star Wars as well. I'm looking at it right now. Let me see. Let me see. And um, we're in ET pajamas, too, in that one. But um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, you know, as soon as I got it, I put a stormtrooper on the spit. Um, I love the uh, the elevator, the net. Uh you know, you guys talked about not having the foliage in the top of the trees, but at the same time, it gave you another place to put Ewoks on the top of your, uh, on the tops of those trees because it was indented in. There was uh, space for them to go there. Um, I thought this was one of the coolest play sets. I think I, I know this is probably what Tom thinks. Like he probably thinks the Death Star is the best. I think this is the best play set from the vintage era. Better than the mm. Death Star? Bold. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. I don't know about that. Better than <laughs> yep. wait a minute, better than the yep. Star Destroyer? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Ryan. Totally. All right, Amy, we'll go to you next. What you... My my brother got this one. And uh he got that for Christmas the same oh. year I got the Fisher Price Little People Schoolhouse. Uh I envied his Ewok village, but now I have three, so the tables are <laughs> turned, and I'm happy. <laughs> I love the Ewok village playset. I think it's did, amazing. Um, did the strawberry shortcake uh, dolls get to play on it when you were a kid? Um, no. No, my brother was very protective of his Star Wars toys. I did not. I did not get to play with no. them. So I just got to watch. Right. I think I'd be snorting your strawberry shortcakes rather than playing with that <laughs> <Yeah>. playset. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what are your uh, – do you have memory, childhood memories of the Ewok Village? Yeah, I mean, similar to Ryan, I, I got it for Christmas of uh, 83, and, uh, you know, I, ended, I I really liked it. Now, all the little strings, like the string that held the little boulder, and, um, you know, I guess that was probably the main one. I mean, that, that thing probably snapped in, like, two or three days. I just replaced it with some other string, but – uh, no, I got a lot of playtime out of this. In fact, I, I kind of used it as my general rebel base for whenever they're on a mission to do something. They always hung out at this playset, you know, so, you know, on the other side of the room, my, my Imperials are on the Death Star playset on this side of the room. It's like they've, they found some, 
some base, some hideout to go take down the, the Imperial base. It wasn't obviously always a Death Star, but uh, so this was this was a mainstay. I, I had this for for a long time. In fact, I actually just got rid of, um, you know, got rid of it. I, I, I sold my uh, my original one. Um, golly, probably just like a year and a half ago and um, uh, space considerations and whatnot. And uh, but no, I, I had this and, you know, filling it with Ewoks and uh, making sure I had the glider and some of the other Ewok related accessories. To me, that was like that was like how you displayed your Ewoks was on this place. Do you agree with Ryan that this is the greatest vintage playset? Mm. You know, I have to say probably not greatest in terms of like the toy. I mean, I think the Death Star was was cooler, although the Death Star to me was more delicate and like that the the gun never stayed up. The paperboard uh, inserts for the walls uh, never stayed you know in good shape and the, the foam and all that stuff. So. Uh, but I think it was, I mean, it was the cooler playset. But I got more play, more play time and play value right. out of this one. Uh, Matt, I did not have this as a kid, and there must have been something else really cool in 1983 because this was the first big Star Wars set that I didn't get. Um, but I did get it in the 90s, and it's pretty cool. And I agree that, I mean, I don't think it's as cool as the Death Star, but it's up there. So, All right, Jake. I, in 83, I got the Falcon for the first time. So that was my big Christmas mm-hmm. gift, uh, the Falcon that year. So um, the Ewok Village wasn't even on my radar. I, I remember not being a huge Ewok indoor scene fan as a kid. Um, that, that wasn't where I, what I loved most. I I was more about the Java and the Tatooine scenes. And so I never really registered for me to really go after this set as a kid. Um, but I do now own it. I inherited a buddy who, uh, you know, like many people, um, moved out of his house and decided he didn't want his kid toys anymore. So, uh, I inherited a fully complete one. So, very happy with it now, but uh, yeah, not as a kid. Um, Amy, I want to ask you a question. Your Ewoks is like your primary focus, right? Or at least pretty yeah. close. Does it bother you that there's like ten chief chirpas on the box? <laughs> you know, I never really oh, noticed okay. that, but I guess it makes it so, makes sense. They didn't have that many Ewoks okay. at that time, really, in the line. So, what are you going to do aside from? paint up a couple make I must have just different. had a hang up about that as a kid that really bothered I remember seeing the box at the store and just okay. that really irritated me I'm, I'm, I'm looking like, at the box right now you're right there's like three got? of them five on I think there's five Four. Right? well there's one in the elevator there's two there's holding up 3PO's chair one in the net one up at the campfire yeah alright that's, that's a, a lot, lot of chief chirpas <laughs> And only one low gray. And, you know, this reminds me of something else. The Sears catalog, I think the next, no, actually in 85, had the flag with like 10 shipwrecks on it. And and equally, that <laughs> yes. really bothered me. But that's a whole other podcast. That's not going to happen. Anybody, anybody have any thoughts about the Ewok Village before we move on? It needs to be revisited. I don't know if that's a project for HasLab. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, we're at the we're at an anniversary. Maybe save it for the 40th. I don't know, but I do think that you know it hasn't been given its full respect in the three quarter action figure line since uh, well, shoot, since '83. Well, you know, I agree, Jake. And actually, Lego kind of took this and updated it uh, when they did True. their Ewok Village. They had the same basic setup, but then they had a rope bridge that extended across to a completely another tree. Uh, so you could have, you know, like Han and Leia or Luke and Leia on the rope bridge with Han there. But um, they they kind of updated. They took this and updated the whole thing in the Lego set. That's an interesting question, whether this still exists in uh, mold form, because, you know, as we've all done our various, you know, research over the years, we know that, you know, the action figure casts and molds didn't survive to Hasbro, but a lot of the vehicles did, which is why we saw so many in 95 and so on. It'd be interesting to know if the Ewok Village actually does still exist or if it's sitting at the bottom of some Tokyo China Sea yeah, or they something. Haven't, you know, they really haven't re-released well, any of the play sets. The Village uh, did... The village did last through to the night, like eighty nine ninety for Return right. uh, Robin Hood. Oh, of course, duh. So duh. they might still so, have yeah. it. No, you have I a mean, great point. I, we just and about if they're going to re-release it, why don't you re-release the Dagobah playset while you're at it? I'd like that. <laughs> um, Amy, uh, update. Amy, I remember yeah. you actually talked to uh, Steve Evans, right? And I yes. remember hearing yeah. hearing this. Was it on Toy Run? I can't remember what podcast. Are they? I, I think you were interviewing for my question set at San Diego. And you asked, ago, right? you asked yeah. him about the Ewok playset being uh, revisited, and he, from my, from my memory, says he said that he wouldn't rule that out. He's, he basically kind of implied never say never. Uh, and he he said there's a lot of things in, in plans, like in the distant future. And I, I don't, I, you almost kind of wonder if he was thinking of HasLab at the time. Um, but he did say that he had two young daughters who were very much into Ewoks, and he was very much into Ewoks as well. So I would not be at all surprised if we see a HasLab, Ewok Village, Ewok something coming down the pike all right. pretty soon in the near future. Jason, round robin, $500, HasLab, Ewok Village. For me, it would be a no. yes. Ryan? Duh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Matt? Uh, yeah, if it's cool, sure. For me, even if it's not cool, I'd probably still order it. I mean, if it's just a like a remake of the existing one, I don't know if I'd do fine. No, but... That's true. I mean, you can get... If they went all out on it, though. Complete, pretty much. If they went all out like they did on the sale bar, yeah, sure, absolutely. Jerry, would this bring you over? Uh, no, no, not. I mean, but for the same reasons, it's it, it's not because I, you know, like I said, five years ago, absolutely. But where I'm at now, if I don't buy the sail barge, I'm I, I'm next to not buying anything. Sure, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Let's wake up, Tom. Hey, Tom, would you buy a a, a modern Ewok <laughs> village? Only if it came with two walklings and a lactating female Ewok. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Luke, some Ewoks if not, if not, um, if not, I'm out. Uh huh. Hear me, Haslab. All right. They're paying attention. They're right, paying attention on. now. Jabba the Hutt action playset. No, you okay, didn't have no. it. Did your friends have it? No. Did you want one? No. 
The first time I actually saw one was uh, actually saw one up close was when uh, Chris B got one a few years ago, two, three, three, wow. four years ago. I'm surprised. I don't know if he had one previously, but he did get a a new one in box, and we had to uh, these unboxings. I shouldn't have even said that, but um, yeah, we we cracked it open and we and we played with it a little bit, and it yeah. was awesome. It is a good, a good place. place what do you think about the mechanism where, like, the dungeon is actually underneath Java? Well, I mean, where right, are you going to put right. that? Yeah, right? that's pretty cool. Which would be horrible, really. I mean, being a prisoner underneath Java, that would suck. <laughs> Jerry, I'll jump to you. Did you have this? I have it, and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, the one the one that I got for my birthday. I don't know if I I don't know if I got my you know, my birthday's in May, so I don't know if it was out in May of '83 or if I got it in May of '84. Um, I think it was May of '83. It was like one of the first things from the Return of the Jedi line that I that I had to have. And like I said, I'm looking at the exact one I've had for you know 35 years. It's it's right above me on a shelf. One of my absolute favorite vintage items. I mean, this, this is the kind of thing that I, I don't sell until my, my kids are like starving or my, like my son can't go to college in a year or something like th- this thing I hold on to. And this is one of my favorites. And that little, that little dungeon thing with the doors, you know, I, I thought that was silly cause that's where Java sits, but I, I used it to store things. I mean, for the longest time, that's where all my, the weapons I weren't using for figures that I had out and maybe in vehicles and think, uh, you know, things like that. That's where I stored a, a bunch of weapons. In fact, I think when I pulled that Java, the Java playset out, you know, like in 87, 88, you know, I put it away because I got the Transformers late 84 and I pulled this out summer of 87. I pulled them all out. I think I found weapons in there that I didn't even realize I still had um, that that kind of thing. But but no, the the the, the Java figure and the playset and Slacious Crumb is top five all time toys for me. All right. Aren't there? Isn't there like little bones and stuff in the dungeon? Yes, it's mo- well, it's molded. It's it's right. a molded design. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like cool a little though. skull. You know, it's it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy actually. Um, Ryan, what about you? Yep, I had this as a kid. Um, I got it from a little place called Gemco in uh, Lancaster, California. Uh, but uh, I always, I always enjoyed it. I mean, this is a great sculpt of Jabba, isn't it? Uh. You know, we've gotten some more modern ones, and they do a little bit better. But, I mean, this – the job was so great. It came with Salacious Crumb. We got his bong with it. You know, we got a, a bong with an action figure. Isn't that great? Um, the whole opening of the dungeon, it never bothered me so much. I thought it was just kind of a cool piece, nice little playset. Plus, you had the little collar that you could put on, well, Bausch Leia because nobody had a slave Leia in vintage times. But it worked uh, really well with that way. And, in 92, 93, when I started, I took my Star Wars box out of the underneath the house and uh, set up a few things. The first thing I had was the Job of the Hut playset with like all the figures that would go with that. So like Luke Jedi, all the uh, aliens and that sort of thing uh, in there for that play for that setup because they did so much to to for Jabba's palace in the vintage time. That um when you open the dungeon it, up, like they sculpted like the 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 bones and stuff. And are those like mice or rats? crawling around yes there's like a yeah. rat in there which is cool because yeah. there was a rat, Womp rat there's a rat in the movie right well and plus it had the little stone things on the front you turn those to open up Jabba's dungeon mm-hmm. too you on the sides the two on now the you end just yeah. have to lift them up yeah 
Now, Ryan, if I can just add to that, I mean, like you said, that they didn't make, to me, a comparable Jabba until that Walmart exclusive one from, what, 2010? I'd probably go with that. I mean, the, the Jabba glob and the the later on um, uses of that mold were pretty good, but it was pretty close to the vintage one as it was. But yeah, I, I'd probably go to that that Walmart one as as finally surpassing the vintage. Amy, I know I'm sure you have this. I think I've seen it at your house, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a. I definitely have one. Um, my brother had one, and this is an embarrassing story. But up until about seven years ago. I truly believe that this set came with the boulder from the Ewok village because my brother had detached the boulder on the Ewok village and attached it to, you know, where the string is for the, um, <laughs> the collar, uh, on the, on the Java set. And so I was talking in a Sarlacc meeting and I was like, yeah, my Java place that I got for my brother comes with the boulder, but it doesn't have the chain. And everyone looked at me really weird and they're like, it doesn't come with a boulder. What are you talking about? And uh, that's a great yeah. story. I don't so think I've heard that before. I don't think I've heard you say that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I truly believe, like up until about seven years ago, I totally believed that it came with a boulder. I like had no idea. But uh, yeah, I, since then I've gotten a boxed one, and I got a really cool thing a couple of years ago at San Diego Comic Con from Sucklord. He does these weird mashups of quasi vintage figures and. So this one he did, and it's called Starbong, and it's a picture of Jabba, and it's it's the vintage hookah from this set. And the back is hilarious. It says, in 1983, Kenner Toys released Jabba the Hutt action playset as part of their Return of the Jedi action figure line. Well, on the surface, this toy seemed like any other plastic representation of an iconic space alien. It is, in reality... One of the most perverted toys ever made. Amongst the other accessories included in this set was a bong and a bondage leash. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty as charged. Yeah. Gee, this was gateway porn. (laughs) (laughs) And let's also mention this came with salacious crumb, which is pretty cool, too. Yes. So... Yeah. Delicious. Matt, thoughts on the Jabba? I did not have it. Um, this was, I remember my cousin got it, um, you know, sometime, I guess, before Christmas. And I thought Jabba looked wrong. I thought he was like too yellow. I, I, this just was my impression. And I look at it now and it's a good sculpt and all that. But I never, but I just thought, oh, the Jabba's not any good. So I never got it. So. I still don't have what? it. You still don't have this? I still don't huh. have it. It's about the only vintage thing is, toy that I don't have in some item. form. No, I just never bothered. I'll, I'll, I'll go on okay. eBay right now. And <laughs> That'll one. make me feel better. <laughs> Jake, did you have this? Oh, yeah. This got lots of play in my household um, growing up. I uh, Unlike Jerry, I didn't for some reason care about the uh, trap door feature. So I never really played with that, but, you know, I hooked all sorts of people onto that string. And, uh, you know, I played with this one so much, uh, Jabba's arm actually broke off. But it broke off in the way that it would still plug into his body and still be posed there. So, um, you know, you couldn't move it around a bunch, but you still could pose him with his arm. Um, and, yeah, no, I had this 
I had this set early on. Um, I think I've told the story before on Galaxy of Toys. Um, we, we saw Return of the Jedi opening, like opening show, opening day. And we went directly to Toys R Us. Rest in peace. And I was able to like, you know, I taught a little sermon there in the toy store, in the toy store to all the kids who were, you know, asking about what the characters on the shelves were. And uh, they all asked about Java. So I always had an affinity for Java growing up because I was able to like teach a lesson to these kids about what went on in the movie. So, yeah, this was a this is a good this is a good fun set and uh, spent a lot of time, you know, Jabba whacking his tail with his play feature, right? Action feature. And then uh, trying to get Salacious to balance on it some way or another. So lots of time spent with this uh, this figure set. I wonder if they were planning on making a Slave Leia when they designed this, but just never got to it or decided they, they shouldn't do it. Well, we've already talked about the inaccuracies for a lot of this mm-hmm. box art, you know. Kim Simmons just was kind of working with what he had, so I don't know. I don't know. Probably All right. not. Aren't the uh, Salacious and the uh, Bong. hookah accessory now available on an internet retailer if yeah. you want to buy them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they are. For your for your upcoming sloop, whatever, barge. Entertainment Earth bought a whole bunch of back stock that Todd Chamberlain had. Oh, is that where they got it? That's yep. where they came from. Okay, that makes sense. Are they bagged still? Yes. Awesome. All right. Um, moving on, the speeder bike, which uh, I think is really cool. I never had this either. Like all this stuff, I didn't have any of it. But uh, I wish I would have had a speeder bike. I think I would have enjoyed it. I have one now. Tom, did you at least have the speeder bike? Whoa! Yes. Got, got ding, this ding, in ding. Germany with a uh, bike biker scout and a, a rebel commando. All right, and great, great set. What do you think? How do you think about the uh, you know the little flaps on the back, the way they attach to the? Uh... <laughs> Loved it. Awesome, yeah. awesome. I love the fact that it uh, exploded into pieces mm. too. I mean, that was a that was a it was such a tiny little uh, uh, you know. Um, vehicle but man there was all kinds of play value in that thing little uh the uh, the foot uh the foot whatever the foot garb thingies would come up and down and you could kind of uh, land it and stuff it's too bad that the uh, biker scout was so stiff sit- <laughs> sitting on that thing but it was uh that was a great toy i yeah. loved it uh jake oh yeah um absolutely had uh two or three of these actually growing up Played the heck out of them, and probably like most people here, those uh, those flaps on the back were toast quickly. So uh, I never um, lost mine. Yeah. Are you insinuating uh, that you lost yours? Blew those things up all the time. Jake, did you lose your flaps? Those flaps are easy to lose. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I mine were intact until until uh, I sold it on eBay. Boo. Ryan, moving to you. Did you have the speeder bike? Oh, yes. Uh, I got this, uh, I remember, from Mervyn's, which at the time, Mervyn's was a more expensive store. I think today it's a discount retailer, isn't it? Does it even exist anymore? Yeah. Uh, There's still one in Bellevue in uh, Overlake. Wow. Really? Wow. Yep. Um, But, uh, yeah, I got this very quickly. I, I loved it. I remember it was like 10 or 12 bucks, which seemed expensive for what it was. But I had a, I had a biker scout. I 
I loved having this. Uh, you mentioned the exploding feature. That was really cool. I mean, how many of us just kept exploding that thing? And the amazing thing is you could keep putting it back together and that spring would still hold. I mean, most of us, they still hold today. Mm-hmm. Um, but those flaps, yeah, I don't, I didn't even know it had flaps. I think I lost them that quickly. So, uh, or they got dropped in the box. I don't know what, but, uh, it wasn't till, uh, 95 with Power of the Force 2 that I actually had flaps on a speeder bike. Amy, what about you? We, I don't think we had one in the house growing up, but I, I got one now. And yeah, my flaps don't quite, there's one that sits flush and the other one just doesn't want to for some reason. A little cantankerous, but. Yeah. They're cool. Um, Jerry. Yeah, hey, the um, the one I got as a kid is sitting right next to my Java playset, uh, just a few feet from me. Now, to what you guys are talking about with the, ex- the little explosion feature, I eventually had to. Um, <clears throat> I broke one of the you know the little uh, the clip that kind of latches that spring loaded part together. I ended up having to kind of tape the thing together because that eventually broke. So I still have that kind of, it's basically a model now. I mean, like the, 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 the action feature is gone, but it still sets nicely. So I did acquire two more over the last, I don't know, I think I got about five or six years ago that are just in perfect shape. I, I store them unassembled because I kind of want to, you know, have good ones in my collection somewhere. But my original one all taped together is, Sitting right above me, and as a kid, uh, I loved the Biker Scout. Thought that armor was awesome. Uh, I loved him on it. Uh, funny thing is, though, I would always play with you know, play with it that it didn't just always hover a few feet off the air. I would make the thing like uh, like it could fly 30, 40 feet in the air above people and zoom down on them. So I I did all kinds of weird things with it, but I always I always really liked this little mini vehicle. It's it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a mini rig in of in of itself. Only it was actually in the movie, and I absolutely loved it. Got the box too. The box is sitting right behind it uh, on display um, here in my room. So one one of my favorites. Um, Matt, did you have this? Loved it. Had it. Loved it. Still got the flaps, and you know, like everybody said, it was well made. Looked pretty good compared to you know what was actually in the movie. Even though the, you know, the straight-legged figures had looked kind of weird on it, it was still a lot of fun. And let's see, Ryan, did I, I didn't call on you yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you talked to me. That's everyone then, right? I put it in my sense. Yeah, I didn't have this, but I was really excited when the Power of the Force 2 version came out, because that was pretty much an exact, close to an exact copy with a little different, a little more paint on it, right? Yeah, it was the same mold. Uh, it had a better paint job on it and some decals. That was a and a biker scout that yeah. sat over it, even though it still had the T bar. Uh, the the biker scout actually mm-hmm. sat correctly. Um, I and the and the handles, the grips on the handles are way thicker on the new ones. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I have one now, and uh, I also have the box with it. It looks nice. Very happy to have this in my collection. All right, moving on. We've got a couple mini rigs that were released around the same time. The first one is the AST-5 Armored Sentinel Transport mini rig. Um, as I've mentioned in shows before, I was never interested in mini rigs. Still, I don't have, I don't own a single mini rig, so I got little to say about this one. Tom, back to you. I, 
I had a few. Uh, yeah, I had a few of the mini rigs, but this one was I didn't know about this one. So no, I didn't. I didn't have this one. But if I did, I probably would have. I would have probably would have grabbed this one if I could have. Um. Okay. Uh, Jerry, do you have this one? Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, brought it up in the basement. I've got it right here in my hand. So it's one of those mini rigs that, um, let's put it this way. This this one's in really, really good shape. I still have the box, brought the box up and everything, but it's in really good shape because I never played with it. Because this one was, to me, like, yeah, it's this blah, brown, orangish color, and I don't really like the shape to it. And it just, it just kind of is. Yeah, it looks kind of, it looked to me... Just by I've never pl- I've never played one, but just by looking at it, it looks kind of a little bit dull. Not very exciting. That's yeah. a word. <laughs> Amy, do you have this? I don't. I don't have any of the mini rigs. Do you rigs. ever plan on getting this? Maybe. Mm. Not high on the list. Jake, do you have this? <laughs> do I have it? Yes, I do. Now I do. Do you like um, it? You know, oddly enough, I think I think I picked it up at uh, Sutures and Son, which. Oh, uh, 50- is the crazy, crazy Star Wars shop Let me out guess, in you Aberdeen, got 50% Washington. Off. <laughs> and no tax because I was wearing a Star Wars shirt. Um, <laughs> yes, no, I have it now. Um, but as a kid, I did not. It always reminded me, though, of something more out of Dune than of Star Wars. It just doesn't match the aesthetics of Star Wars uh, in my mind as a kid. So... Um, I, I still don't know how to play with it exactly. I don't know exactly how it's supposed to fly. It's, um, it's an odd vehicle for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, like Jake, I did not have it as a kid, but I, I got it a few years ago. What do you rank it with mini rigs? High or low? Um, well, I never took it out of the box, so All I don't right. know. Oh. <laughs> Ryan. I did not have this as a kid, but I did get it from a friend of mine in high school uh, while I was in high school. Um, He had it, didn't have any use for it, and gave it to me. Uh, It was always referred to as kind of the coffin chip, uh, from what I remember, because it's kind of shaped like a coffin in many ways. (laughs) I don't understand it. This is one of the weirdest mini rigs. I I, I don't know what they were going for here. you know, somebody just said, I don't know how it flies. Really, it, you don't. It's kind of, you can put a figure in it, and it has the part that ratches out, and it can kind of stand up that way. But uh, I usually display mine with uh, Jabba's Dungeon stuff, honestly. Yeah. We're breezing yeah, through Okay, let's turns. just go to the next mini rig then. Um, the ISP-6 Imperial Shuttle Pod mini rig. This really confused me, because I thought this was supposed to be the Imperial Shuttle, and then... When I saw the the, the uh, 84 Imperial Shuttle, I, it was so much bigger than this. I was really, conf- as a kid, confused what what this was supposed to be. But uh, I don't know. Tom? Well, what do you think? What do, you no. think I had this one? You did? I did. Wow. wow. I'm surprised. This was one of the, yeah, this was, my, this was my cheap parents' answer to the <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> No, no, I, I never wanted the show. Well, I did want the shuttle, but, um, yeah, this, this was one that I actually got and I liked it and I played with it and it was fun and you can't tell me otherwise. Who's supposed to drive this? 
Um, anybody who wants to. <laughs> Did the box have Vader? No, it was, uh, it's Vader. No, yeah. I think it had Vader and a, a Snowtrooper, I think. Well, they're just kind of chilling in the background in a, a, a Imperial uh, Emperor's Royal Guard. But Vader, I guess, was flying this thing around. Good for him. He had all kinds of options. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I love this ship. Um, I had it as a kid. I actually have there you two. go, Ryan. Um, I have a, actually I have three because I have a boxed version as well. Um, my car I actually named as an ISP six because it's a little tiny white car, and I actually have it decked out with uh, Imperial stickers and all sorts of stuff. But uh, no, no wings or guns on it though. But um, I thought this was a really cool, and this is the start of where I thought mini rigs really took off to the right idea where they made kind of miniature versions of actual vehicles in the films. I know we got another one we're going to talk about here today as well, but um, I thought it was a kind of a cool idea to give us kind of miniaturized versions of large vehicles that either weren't going to come out or you couldn't afford. And they made really good sense in universe for extra play value. And I know when I first saw this, I, I got it right away because I thought it was such a cool idea. Uh, Jake. Uh, I ended up with like five of them now. Never had it as a kid, but I think it's fun. I, I I like this mini rig for some reason. I like the fact that it's a scaled down mini shuttle. I had the big shuttle as a kid, but um, I, I so I never needed this clearly. Um, but now I really like it for some reason. So um, yeah, I always pick them up whenever I see them cheap, you know. And I got them in all different states of completed. Do these yellow or do they stay pretty white? Mine are pretty light okay. gray still. I haven't seen they, any they yellow. Are, do they? I have one that's a little yellowed, yeah. Hmm. All right. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I had this one because I got it because I figured they'd never actually make a shuttle, you know, in um, 83. So, and I really liked the shuttle, you know, after seeing the movie. So I figured this was as close as I was going to get. And I, I liked it. I got my play value out of it. All right. And Jerry, do you have one of these? Yes. Yes. I've got uh, got mine in my hand right here. So it's uh, something I had um, right when it came out or, you know, shortly thereafter. And um, yeah, I always because this was kind of a cool design, obviously patterned from the shuttle. Like we said, I I um, I always kind of treated this like I always put a little stormtrooper in it or I'd put the the Imperial gunner in this a, a little bit later when he came out. And I always made this like a little sniper ship, like a little little scout ship. Like you know, this one went at, went out ahead of the rest of them. And um, to me, so so like the, the the bad dude secret agent always got this little 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 pod he could uh, go out in. So I always had like uses for him. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened to it, but I only have one of the, the two guns you know that are on the wings. Uh, I, I lost one along the way, but yeah, no, it's it, it's a cool ship and. Uh, um, I didn't get the, the, the regular shuttle until years later as kind of as an adult collector. I think I got it like 95 or something. So, uh, this was the closest I ever had to it though. I, though I never use this as a replacement for it because it just obviously would be ridiculous to throw an emperor or something in this and say, Oh, Hey, he's arriving to the death star. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm out of here. And Amy, what are your thoughts on the ISP-6? It looks cool. 
You know, I'm I'm starting to think maybe I should go online and see how much these are going for and maybe pick some up. You guys are changing my opinion on these. I think this would make the perfect spirit. I think this would make the perfect. That's always the danger of the show. Spend more money. (laughs) And don't forget, everybody, your credit card is going to be charged $550 on April 25th if you order the barge. So please take that (laughs) into consideration. Of of all the of all the mini rigs, I think this one is probably one of the least silly designs that they had out there. I think the Imperial Dignitary would drive this around. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Next on the list, uh, we've got an exclusive. It's the Sears exclusive Jabba the Hutt dungeon, complete with three figures, 8D8, Klaatu, and Nictu, or Nikto depending on how you pronounce it. Um, this is kind of a reuse of the droid factory, right? Um, yep. Just heavily, heavily retooled. Is it heavily yes. retooled? Yeah. I don't have the, I actually have this now. I got it a couple years ago, but I don't have the droid factory. Uh, Jerry, how close is this to the droid factory? Well, the the ramp and some of the things are, I mean, it's very recognizable, of course, but the droid factory had molded in slots for all those little parts. Um, You know, the 20, 30, whatever, some odd little parts that came with that had a molded place for it. Um, This one's obviously molded to be, I mean, I know it's called a dungeon, but I don't know what's really molded to look like. The, um, I think part of the crane is identical, but obviously what's... um, uh, what's on the crane? You know, the little the little hook piece of it's very different. So, I mean, golly, it's it's recognizable as such, but it it's it's very different. Did you have this when you were growing up? I did, and you know, I got it for Christmas because uh, my oh. my uh, my mom always got. Um, I mean, if it was in a Sears catalog, she pretty much ordered it. So, like the um, the the Jabba, you know, for instance, uh, I think I got in the mailer box, and there's a lot of. A lot of toys I just got in the mailer boxes and things like that. But, yeah, I, I got this, and, golly, my reaction to it is like, well, it comes with three figures I don't have. <laughs> I got, like, zero play out of this playset. <laughs> this is a horrible playset. This is horrible. Okay. Horrible and, playset. No, and they, no one and got they redid it. I know. Yeah. They it, molded it, it a different color and did it again. It, oh, <laughs> wow. Isn't there... There's like three other colors, I think, in international versions, too. You can have a whole room full of different Java dungeon bases. Oh, I didn't know that. I know the droid factory was very different for like Palatoy. It was like a thermoform one, but I didn't I didn't know there are multiple colors of the Jabba's dungeon. That's interesting. Jake, did you have this? No. And you know what? This is one of the few pieces I still don't. I just it's always one of those things I put off. I just put off because I know I have to get two of them, and it's just there's it's just a odd base and a crane. You know I don't need the figures. I'll take these loose, but I just have been lazy on this. I should do it now more than wait because uh, you know this might be tied into some of the barge craziness. But um, no, I don't have it. But I have the droids one, which I feel like I have it. Uh, Tom, what about you? Did you have this? No, no. I when I was a kid, I loved the. Um, a friend of mine had the uh, Droid Factory, but uh, this was just this was probably the worst attempt at a rehash I've ever seen. This is <laughs> this is just a steaming pile. You know, I'm good. 
the figures the figures were great i mean that's what that's what sucked you in but man you you didn't stay for the play set that's all i can say i picked this up this was the last thing i bought from uh toy stable while lynn owned it and i got a really nice one um, oh wow with the figures and everything and uh i don't i guess i don't agree with you guys i, I like it i was I think there it looks fun it looks kind of cool with the figures posed on it you can hang the uh you can put uh, 88 next to uh, the gonk droid and have him torture him or whatever he does. I don't know what he's doing in the movie. Is he branding him or torturing him? Um, I, I think know. it. Uh, do droids feel pain? I don't. I don't. I don't I just, that's just kind of. I don't know what's going on there. He yeah. screams. It's yeah. true. I guess I, I, I'm, I'm not with you guys on not liking this set, but uh, Matt, what about you? Yeah, I got it. I got it for Christmas. I always, whatever, whenever Sears had uh, a set with figures that were as yet unavailable, I'd always get it. So um, the playset itself is was uh, you know incidental to getting the figures. Okay. So, but you know it's cool because it did have you know the you know one of the things on the crane, like you said, was to torture the droid. So. You know, it had I got a little bit of play feature out of it. It's a little bit twisted that the uh, the the set that was originally the factory to build the droids ultimately turns into the set that is uh, there to torture them. <laughs> How ironic! The, the How circle ironic. of life. Amy, <laughs> do you have this? No, I don't. Do you want it? Honestly, no. I I probably won't get it. It's I mean, nothing about it looks like the dungeon set, so I guess I don't feel too bad in passing this one up. All right. Okay then. Hey, 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 hey I'm here. Ryan, agree with me that this is a cool set. I like it. I actually just picked it up about a year ago. Um. I picked it up uh, at uh, Toy Traders up in um, BC, and uh, they had, it was only like twenty or twenty-five. No, it was twenty dollars Canadian. I remember, so it was a great deal to pick it up, not with any figures. But um, I have a big Jabba diorama area um, where I've set up a platform with his palace on it. Underneath, I have a Rancor pit, and I have an open area for Jabba's dungeon. So while I'm still setting everything up, this is going to be a great spot to kind of begin the Jabba's uh, dungeon diorama stuff going on. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to work well so with some extra pieces added in there that I have. I don't think it'll look great. All right. Okay. Next on the uh, list is the Return of the Jedi vinyl collector's case. Um, this is pretty much the, a re-release of the case that they've been doing from the beginning. Um, just the vinyl case with the with the two trays that holds uh each tray holds 12 figures um but uh, the artwork is return of the jedi um i passed this up for $20 in 1995 and i've hated myself <laughs> ever since oops oh i i still think about that cuz i really want this but this is one of the harder to find cases um it goes for a lot on ebay especially if it's complete and in good condition um the trays are red um that's unique to this set and my understanding is if you 
Don't leave yeah, your figures in them. Is, <laughs> do not do not leave your right. figures. Right. My understanding is if you actually leave figures in this case, the the red the red from the tray will rub off on the figures and stain your figures. So Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Um Tom, did you I've I've seen I've seen it. No, I don't. The only uh, the only case that I ever had was the Vader case. And uh, strangely enough, I never when I was a kid, I never had or I never saw the other cases, the earlier uh, versions of the uh, case. I for some reason, my, my all my buddies carried around their figures in space cases. Oh, I have one of those. Yeah, those the, yeah. those knockoff. The, cases. They're really cheap. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, never never saw the other ones, but uh, I had the Vader case. But, uh, um, yeah. There you go. Uh, Ryan, back to you. No, I didn't have this. I just had uh, one of the Empire Strikes Back ones. Um, I never got around to getting this, uh, so that's why I had no idea. Like the, I didn't even know the trays were red. In all honesty, so that was new new information for me. Uh, Jake. No, you know what? I actually did not have. I can't think of a single carrying case I had as a kid in retrospect. And it doesn't matter what toy line you're talking about. I have since gone back and picked up a lot of carrying cases. Um, but as we know, as you just mentioned, this is a rarer one and I haven't come across an affordable one that I'm willing to drop yet. So um, did not have it and still don't. And the artwork on this one is really nice. And it should, you know, the artwork on these cases have always shown the toys and figures that'll be in the line. I'm pretty sure there's, yep. they don't put things on the cases that aren't actually a toy. And this actually has, this Brilliant actually idea. has the skiff, which would come out about two years later. And also it has Java sail barge on it. <laughs> so they knew back in 1983 <laughs> that eventually they were going to release the sail barge. Stupid. Amy, do you have this? Uh, I don't, but I do have the magnet that they made at Celebration with the oh, art. Oh, those were nice. It. So it's Me on too. my refrigerator. That's, that's those mag- that's, those are great. that's like one of my favorite yeah. Celebration exclusives. Mm-hmm. Celebration, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fan fan made stuff is always better than the stuff they sell at the store. But for a store for a store item, it's one of the best. Uh, Jerry, do you have this? No, actually, I've never had this. You know, I had two of these Star Wars ones. I had both of the Empire um, cases. In fact, the, the second Empire case, the one where Yoda is um, not just his head, but the one where his full body's on it. Um, that one actually came with – those came with red trays, too. Oh, so they not, did? You know, I never – Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, See, that's yeah, why. No, those, oh, glad yeah, you're on the show because – I. Someone would have been yeah, emailing I, about that. I never remember. Yeah, I never remember any issues with transfer on that. But I mean, I I only kept my figures in those cases. Um, you know, at at the time they they later got transferred to Darth Vader and three PO uh, heads. But um, but no, no, never had this one. This one this one eluded me. And what's difficult about any of these vinyl cases is if you go on eBay, you'll find a couple of the, the Jedi ones that are you know seventy eighty dollars, hundred twenty. That's not horrible, but they're they're in bad shape. You know the the uh, the lid is split. God knows that the button's still intact. Stickers are probably all over the. Tra- I mean, they're 
they're not in great shape. I mean, with an item like this, maybe one would just be happy to have it if they could have it. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's an expensive piece. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have this case? Yeah, and um, I mean, I had the other, I had the previous one, so I had to have the whole set, I guess, when I was a kid. And as soon as you mentioned that the, you know, I ran out and checked mine as soon as you mentioned that the red can transfer off and opened it up. And the only two figures that I had in mind were a Yoda and a snow trooper, but no red on the snow trooper. He's still, he's still white. So my lucky, lucky. Yeah, but he's That's now one lucky snow case, trooper. No, it's a great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, I, I like everybody. I like the art on all these. I have them, you know, out on display in my room. So right. and you had no idea it was going for so much. Any money. other comments on this that anybody wants to make before I move on? All right. Um, the next is the Chewbacca bandolier strap, which is uh, which is also a not well, kind of an action figure. Not a case, but a carrying device. This was a bad idea. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> number one, number one, you you stuff those those figures in that bandolier, you're gonna lose them. Um, and you're going to lose them quicker when the bullies in your neighborhood come chasing you when you and when <laughs> when they see you wearing this thing, they are going to beat the crap out yes. of you. So yes. this uh, is something you keep. This is something yeah, you don't it, wear to school. I think uh, Kenner uh, made a misstep in this one. Um, you're just so looking for trouble. It, it, it has like these. You like stick the figures between this this the foam, and from what I've seen, the foam is kind of like Death Star foam, and most of these are rotting away. Um, and it also comes with two compartments where you can put weapons in, which is pretty handy. I remember seeing a lot of these in the early 90s, so just like a lot of them available at shows and comic book stores, so they must maybe they didn't sell so well, and there's a lot of overstock. Jake, do you have this? Uh, that you makes have sense. This? I... I currently have about three of these, one in box, one loose, and one still in its packaging, but loose. But these things are toxic now. Again, I didn't have this as a kid, but I I keep acquiring them because people just want to give them away. Because not you mentioned that the foam is rotting. It's not only rotting, but it's becoming this like black tar that gets on everything. If you have not touched yours in years... Don't touch it now and make sure it's not touching anything else because these things degrade in a way that's just horrific. That foam does not hold up at all, which is so weird because there's plenty of foam in the vintage line that does. We know the Dagobah degrades, but my um, Death Star foam from the micro collection is as spongy and normal as the day I opened it. So very, very strange. I think the foam was made of asbestos. Jake, the way you describe it, it Probably. sounds like this Don't foam is going to like form the venom suit or something. <laughs> it is exactly right. Does anyone else have that problem? Because I have three that I could show um, that are just disgusting. Well, yeah, no, Jake, you're absolutely right. The uh, I actually threw this thing away like six years ago because when I pulled it out of a Rubbermaid, I had it in for years. Um, yeah, I mean, the venom suit's kind of a good way of describing it. I mean, that... That foam was, yeah, getting everywhere and was gross. And 
I mean, it's kind of a dumb item anyway. I kept the two little blue cartridges, you know, for because those are fine. They store things and hold things together. But I just flat out threw this thing away because after those foam pieces uh, degrade, I mean, to, to me, it's worthless. Uh, Ryan, do you have this? Yeah, I had this as a kid, and um, I really kind of liked it. <clears throat> Not that I wore it to school and got picked on by bullies like Tom, but um, – Beat the tire out of you, kid. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. <laughs> uh, Beat the but, phone uh, out of you, kid. <laughs> like you said, the uh, little compartments for the accessories was a really cool idea. I did not know the foam degraded on this thing until about five years ago when I was unpacking stuff, and that stupid foam just got everywhere. Um, in my old apartment, there were stains on the carpet from that foam, which I'm sure is why I didn't get any of my deposit back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – I don't know where mine is. I think I wrapped it up in paper or something for the, the last move, and I don't know how I'm going to display it. I'll probably end up cleaning it completely off just to get rid of all that foam crap. But, uh yeah, that stuff's disgusting. I had until now. I, I mean, I knew the foam would 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 um, degenerate, but I had no idea how how big of a problem it was until till now. Uh, Amy, do you have one of these? I do. I got one for a really good bargain, but now I'm beginning to wonder. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious why it was a bargain. Uh, I got one boxed at Toy Stable for I think like twelve or fifteen bucks a few years back. Um, but now I'm worried it's sealed in the box. Do you think the, the foam would escape the box somehow? No, because it's bagged within, it should be yeah. bagged within okay. the box. And so I think you'll be fine. Don't, okay. yeah, don't disturb I'll it. I'll never open it at this point. <laughs> so. For God's sakes, don't open it. <laughs> Matt, are you the last person to ask about this? Well, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Do you have it? <laughs> I was surprised when I saw this on the list that it came out in 83 because this was the last thing I ever got Star Wars. That's because these were on the shelves until wow. 1997. <laughs> wow. Right. I got this the same day that I got all the Power of the Force figures. Wow. Oh. So, And I never, ever opened it. That's how little interest you know my mother bought it for me and i never even bothered to open it so i've still got it on my display out there but now i really want to open it up and see if it's degraded you know the kid on the the kid on the box looks happy enough (laughs) he died of cancer in 1997 all right and then um i think we're moving on to a much superior product uh the next is the C-3PO collector's case, and I didn't have this, but man, I think this thing is awesome. I picked one of these up about three or four years ago. This, I I think this is one of my favorite cases they did. Nice chrome, gold chrome 3PO. Um, Tom, did you have this case? Did you just, did you just hear me snorting just a minute ago? I'm sorry, I'm getting a cold. Um, no, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't, where was I? I didn't even know that they had made a 3PO uh, carrying case until they re-released it in, what, 96, Yeah, that re garbage, though. They didn't put chrome on it. I know, but I had no <laughs> idea. I had no idea that they had released one back in the day. So I am, I'm shocked. 
And I didn't even realize that this was released so early in the Return of the Jedi line. So, who knew? The um, the uh, the Steve Sansweet book that came out in um, I think 1994. Like, is it what's that book called? Con- Con- Concept. Yeah. Doesn't that have like the Vader case mm-hmm. chromed on it where they're like doing a test? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep, so cool. Yep. Exactly right. And I think. I think McBride has that run, right? McBride does. Yeah, yeah. And Gus has the uh, 3PO run of those, all the different versions. That Vader case, uh, the the gold chrome Vader case has got to be worth a fortune. And it's just cool. I'd love to. That would, yeah. that would be cool. It should have oh, released yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jake, did you have this? Again, I was out. I, I never did the carrying cases. I mean, I have it now. Um, I've come into my... I, actually, I only have one 3PO, vintage 3PO case. Um, I have four or five of the Vaders. Those tend to be way more common than the uh, 3PO for some reason on the uh, you know secondhand market. So um, not as a kid, though, but definitely have it now. Uh, what about you, Jerry? Uh, yeah, I mean, Jake on the Vader one, I mean, they, they made the Vader one through really late Star Wars, I think, to early Jedi. They might even be versions of them. So that one had multiple re-releases where I assume 3PO was made for Jedi and didn't get re-released for Power of the Force. So, yeah, I think it is by far the uh, the, the lesser common one. But uh, you, you guys already alluded to this, but I'll, I'll tell you a funny little story. Um, I uh, I was first introduced to the Internet in 1994 at a computer lab at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And I did a search on Netscape for Star Wars because what else would I Netscape. think? Netscape. Yeah, yes. what, else, what else would I think to look for on this, this interweb thing? And one of the first websites I found was Toys R Gus, which, hey, maybe Gus can start using that again uh, in, in a right. little while. But, um, but one of the first things I remember seeing in that that captivated me was all of those – that run of the uh, – uh, the prototype three POs, like you just said, you guys just talked about. So that's actually one of my earliest memories and uses of, of the internet. But uh, I got this as a kid, and it is sitting five feet away from me on on my shelf. So uh, one of my favorites. I mean, it just because this and the Vader case both set so nicely. It's so easy to put it on, and it's relatively thin. It's so nice to put that on a shelf and have other things around it. And the 3PO being Chrome is just beautiful. The uh, uh, the Power of the Force 2 one they did with the little sound and the push button, I mean, that was fine. But just that, you know, that duller gold metallic-ish plastic they used on that uh, was very disappointing. This 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 uh, Chrome plate one is just beautiful. Amy, you've shared some photos of yours with us. <laughs> yeah. So you do have this. What's your uh, what is your thought? Well, this is my brother's case, and um, one of the reasons why I wasn't allowed to play with his Star Wars toys is this case that I now have, and that is when he was at school, I uh, came home and I opened it up and I took out the little sticker sheet that he was so meticulously labeling with all the figures that he got. You know, you'd label what figure was in the case, and I took the stickers and I decided to decorate the outside of the case with the stickers. Um and he was so mad, which I totally get. Um, so mine has like sticker residue on the outside of it from the the action figure labels, 
And inside, I actually, it still has the sticker sheet that I kind of tore off one edge of, and it's got some stickers that have kind of been misplaced on it. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny memory. But, uh, how, that's how, Amy, how old were you when you, when this happened? Probably four. Amy, if you were my sister, you wouldn't have seen five. <laughs> my brother was so pissed. I mean, there's a reason why I never got to play with his toys. And this was pretty much the tipping point of all. I of love this, that so. story. You can, you can literally see the, the sticker residue on the case. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great, great that you still have it. That's really cool. It's it's neat that Carl finally let me have all his old Star Wars toys because he just doesn't mm. care about it nowhere near as much as as we do these days. So uh, yeah, he let me have all that stuff. So, so in other cool. words, your brother grew up. Yeah. Yeah, he grew up Star Wars, then he grew on beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt, over to you. Uh. Did not have the C-3PO case as a kid. Uh, I, I never liked the Vader case, which I had, because the figures always sort of fell out inside. I'd open it up and there'd be, you know, they'd have fallen out of their little slot. So I wasn't excited to get this one. So, yeah, I didn't pick it up until a few years ago. Uh, Ryan. I did not have this one as a kid. I wanted it. I always had, like, the Vader case and the Empire Strikes Back vinyl. Um, I love the chrome on it. I think I picked this up probably five or six years ago now uh, for a pretty good deal. I was surprised at how good of a price I get. So I actually had the Power of the Force 2 one, uh, the redo of it, long before I had the original. Uh, it was kind of great to pick this up. It l- looks great. I love the chroming. I wish uh, Hasbro would still do chroming on stuff like this. But, um, yeah, what, what a good case. Did you happen to get yours at Toy Stable, Brian? Probably did. I think so. I think you might have. There, they had a ton of them. Yeah. Oh, Lynn's toy stable. Yeah. Hardly, we hardly knew you. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that is actually the end of our 1983 run of vehicles and uh, play sets and accessories. Um, there's some other. I think there's some others from '83. We'll talk about eventually. Not on this show, but like some Play-Doh stuff or whatever. Um, here's the question. If you guys still have this list in front of you, you're at the store. Mom says you can have one thing of all this stuff. What would you take home? Tom, I'll start with you. Cool. Oh, boy. Um, I would probably have to go with, playability-wise, the Ewok. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an easy yeah. one. Ryan, what about you? Ewok Village, definitely. Jake? You know, as a kid, you always go with bigger means better, which as an adult, you don't necessarily believe. But as a kid, you probably would be going with the Ewok Village. But um, based on my kid knowledge, I love the speeder bikes. It's probably my favorite thing from this list. All right. Uh, Matt, what's the one thing you would take home from the store? Well, I mean, yeah, you say you want to say the Ewok Village because it's the biggest thing but um i got a lot of fun out of that speeder bike like jake so yeah that's a, that's one i'll go with okay jerry on to you uh, no doubt jabba the jabba the hut playset figure would have been would have been my okay. first grab 
Amy. Ewok Village. So the Ewok Village is pretty much the clear winner. You know what? I think if I was at Sears, I'd take the dungeon and those three figures. <laughs> I would want the figures. Yeah, nothing else really comes with any. Uh, if it, close second is ASC 5 for me. <laughs> I think the close second for me would be Jabba. The, I, I might actually take Jabba instead, though. It'd be tough. I'd be I'd sitting there, and my mom would be like, we got to go pick something. It would be between those two. Um. Okay, but that is going to wrap up this show. We will pick up with more uh, Return of the Jedi vintage toys, figures on another episode. I want to thank everyone for being on the show tonight. Tom from IGrewUpStarWars.com. Thanks, everybody. Good talking to everybody, yeah. too. Ryan? Uh, good to be back. So uh, glad we... What's this, like our fourth show this year? We're fourth? like miles ahead right. of what and we if you count the And if you count the lost ones, heck... Whoa. We might be at yeah. about six. Uh, yeah. Also, I I suggest everyone check out Ryan's YouTube, Mr. BYZ. Um, that uh, review of the uh, um, you did recently the the Queen's Naboo Royal Starship. Yeah, yes, it did. Yeah. So a lot of cool stuff to look at on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I got another one. I'm just about to get done with the Black Series Han and oh, Lando nice. Scott. Good jo- good job, Muffin. Love it. Oh, thanks, Tom. From from dot com and Toy Run Podcast, the weekly podcast. You guys are pretty good staying weekly. Amazing. Oh, geez, one hundred and four weeks <laughs> of nonstop weekly weekliness. It's a uh, it's a grind, but you know we do it. Right. We love it. Uh, Jared, good to have you on the show, Jake. <laughs> it really is. I'm here. Seri- I'm still no, alive. serious. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> Want to have both of you guys on again? I always soon. want to come, but you know, life, life, yeah. and family. My parents are getting to the age where you know you start to have to take care of them a little bit more. So yeah, that's always. Exactly. I think that came up last show. So unfortunately, from uh, Star Wars action news and um, and more more specifically, the vintage viewpoint on Star Wars action news. Jerry, thank you, Jerry, for being on. It's been a while. Glad to have you back. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thanks a lot. This is like an all-star show, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it? <laughs> what are we missing? You don't agree with me? Come on. Where's Chris B? Yeah, I'm uh, not sure where he is tonight, right. actually. I think Chris B and Jake are the same no, person. that's impossible. Because <laughs> lately, they've, they're never on at the same time. They've melded. Mm. All right. My German is horrible. Sprechen Sie I think crap. I think Chris bailed on us because he doesn't really like Return of the Jedi toys. He didn't want to talk about them tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, right. this is right in his <laughs> this is right in his wheelhouse. I was su- surprised you didn't show up. And I want to also oh, thank Amy for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I always love talking about right. Return of the Jedi. So okay, well, this is uh, nice. we've got a, a good run of it coming up, so we'll we'll definitely have you back, and we'll have Jerry back as well. For some more vintage Return of the Jedi chat. Um, anybody else got anything else to say before we uh, call it a day? Oh, Matt, wait a minute. I forgot the new guy. The new kid on the block. From this week in Star Jesus. Wars. He's on the yeah. payroll. Now. From this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. The weekly podcast that you can for every month. <laughs> well, you know, Galaxy of Toys is getting to be like a yearly show. So we're kind of back on track now. It's a good feeling, yeah, I agree. 
Did I? Any, is that anybody else on the show that I forgot to call out? <laughs> no, okay. I think you hit everybody. All right, for Galaxy of Toys Podcast, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more drop, friend, before we stop, friend. One more moment face to face. Next time you're dry, friend, try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the place. We may not thrive, friend, but we survive, friend. Look, we're alive, friend, you and I. So say goodnight, friend. <clears throat> Good night, but not goodbye.